The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk 1071. Thank you for being here. And don't forget to download Blinded by the Item. It's its own podcast. Yeah. I would love that. Please do. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts. So, Halloween's over, Bradley. Thank God. <laughs> no, I'm That's just. That's what I feel like. <laughs> I honestly. feel more for you that you're excited that the season has come to an end because you're, even though it's a happy place for you, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it right. becomes kind of stressful. Yeah. Right. So now the ghosts have gone to sleep ah. for another year. The window has closed between uh, <laughs> heaven and the underworld. <laughs> when you say and, it that way, it seems so ridiculous. And uh, <laughs> now it's time for this. Do you know what this is? Oh. I, I, I have it? no idea. No idea. Oh. Easter. With what? The turkey, mashed potatoes. <laughs> we 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 are gonna have a good time. With what? That is yeah. the Thanksgiving song. Okay. Is that Rebecca Black's next no, song? Okay. No, but very closely related, <laughs> very actually. Uh, put a pin in it. Okay. But the song, we call it the Thanksgiving song. I think it's actually called the Thanksgiving song. Okay. We used to play this religiously every year <laughs> on the adventures of uh, Colleen and Bradley, yeah. the show that preceded this show. And um, it was always our opportunity because like, there there's no Thanksgiving song. Right? No, that's it. It's true. So, but there's this one. But there's this one. And this this, is... this song just, we fell in love with it for a reason. I'll explain that in a minute. But it just stuck. And so now that we have moved beyond Halloween, I thought, got to introduce you, Dawn. Got to introduce you, Mike, and the listeners of The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn to a Thanksgiving tradition that we should kickstart, which is the Thanksgiving song performed by? by a very young it? girl, oh. and I've already forgotten her name, oh, but no. I will get it again. It's not Rebecca Black. because Nicole Westbrook. Nicole Westbrook, thank you. I can hear Colleen out there screaming, Nicole Westbrook! <laughs> so she is connected to Rebecca Black by the guy who produced the music. Oh. Uh, okay. Friday, Friday. Yeah. Get so Rebecca Black, if you don't know... Was a, um, how should I say this? Her parents had, well, she's a rich kid and she wanted to be a pop star. And so they hired someone to give her that dream because Rebecca gets what Rebecca wants. <laughs> um, then unfortunately the world kind of got a hold of it and it turned out to be what it was. So, but so this Patrice, is the same producer. Patrice Wilson is the guy behind these songs. He is a singer-songwriter. He's originally from Nigeria. He co-founded Arc Music Factory, which is an L.A.-based production company. And if you want to listen to a really fascinating story about Rebecca Black, there's a podcast episode of Decoder Ring, which is just a great podcast all about sure. Rebecca Black and, and Friday and Patrice Wilson and sort of this whole this whole world of like young people cutting music videos and demos and songs and stuff. 
Okay. And the production that goes into them. I don't want to go like, like all the way into that, but it led to the creation of this Thanksgiving song, which is a treat. And we can post the music video. Mm-hmm. Um, I made Dawn watch it earlier today. And she was like, do you have any thoughts or feelings about what you witnessed? Um, okay. <laughs> I feel like it's odd that... <laughs> so... This very this girl who looks to be twelve or something. She looks like Le- Rebecca Black back in the day. Yeah, I mean, just like makeup on and maybe sort of a performance based type of a look. I would performance say performance based type of <laughs> like a look for a thirteen year old. You know she what I mean? She looks very like like somebody tried to put adult makeup on her. Yeah. It's fine, but then it's in the video. It's like her celebrating Thanksgiving and and but the way she's singing seems. How do I put this? oddly seductive it's like like into the camera she's looking at you like come into my parlor it's like a britney spears video yet it's like your friend's younger sister and the weird thing is in the video it's just her inviting her friends over for thanksgiving she's like a woman but they're all dressed like adults having an adult (laughs) thanksgiving there are no adults anywhere until patrice wilson shows up Himself, himself yes. as an adult, and then he's and is partying the with the kids, and you're like, who and you're like, are this, you? This who is, is this man? Of... Like, if you don't know who he is, you're like, who is this man that knocks on the door? Where are the parents? They just she just cooked a whole turkey herself, and she's and like, the and fictions. then she starts rapping and breaking it down, <laughs> which is really very very cringy. Yeah, it's it's but it's really for cringy. her, she's this showing her off moment. her talents, mm-hmm. and it led to an amazing seasonal treat. <laughs> So I hope you're ready to be annoyed. Oh no, it's fine. With this I like song, the song. Listeners. And if you've seen the Friday video, it, Patrice Wilson is the guy who comes in and does the rap in the Friday oh. video. He's also oh. the one who does the rap in this. Okay. Exactly. Okay, He's, so he works himself I, into all these songs. I always no, thought does. it's like a formula. I always thought to myself, who, why would this guy, like, how much was this man paid to be in this terrible Friday music video? No. Turns out he was a producer. He was He's a producer. the one who yeah. wants to be famous. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of a genius thing because you have to believe that, you know, uh, parents with children who would like to break out in a particular genre, um, yeah. can fund this kind of production company. It's, it's kind of brilliant, yeah. honestly. And it leads to these wonderful things. So for Thanksgiving, it's totally the season. We're going to lean in. And also, because now we have finally gotten past Halloween, I know, and we talked a little bit about this at the front of the show, I really enjoy this season now in my life, like where I'm at. I'm really into this, like, let's get cozy. Let's make some food. Oh, you, yeah. Let's smell some pine. That's let's right. traipse through some leaves. Like... Until the like dark, barren reality of January hits, this mm. is where I want to be. Me too. I'm I'm down with it. So this like music arc, music factory, it is a factory. Like it is cranking out oh, like sure. a product. Yeah. It's like it reminds me of Extreme Sandbox, where we did Project Down and Dirty, where normal people can <laughs> play with construction equipment. It's like that. Like yeah. I will make a music video for you. Yeah, for sure. But it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it's just sort of like if you have the money to pay for this, you can. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then there we should hire them. Sure, we can be famous. I don't Taste know if biscuit. we'd be famous for talent. We'd be famous for a funky video. I mean, we're talented, Don. Don't undersell yourself. <sighs> I don't know if you could combine my weird little talents into a video. 
know. It'd be oh. like, what is this? No, I'm fully convinced we would be chart toppers. Okay. Um, Back to the season, though, just to put a fine point on this. Mike, I know you're all in because you've literally had your Christmas tree up now for four days. Yep. Um, what's next? Are you guys listening to Christmas music? Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm ready for that. We're okay. good to go. <laughs> Don, how do you feel about Christmas music? Because I get that that can be kind of, that can be kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Divisive. Oh, I'm fine with it. it <laughs> no, but do you happy. seek it out? I don't seek it out, but it does make me happy when I hear it. I get in moods and I seek it out, but it has to be a specific kind of Christmas yeah. music. I like old Bing Crosby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I'm that. vintage Christmas. Yeah. I don't want to hear like, I mean, no shade, but like, you know, Wham! Christmas. Oh. Next Christmas. It's a great last song. Christ- last Christmas. Yeah. Is it last Christmas? Did I just say next Christmas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, see? Wh- this year I'm I'm with someone else. But <laughs> next, next Christmas, Christmas, I'll give you my art. <laughs> Don't worry, just wait a bit. <laughs> oh. No, I'm much more like you know Bing Crosby. Yeah. Uh, White Christmas. Yeah, me that, too. I that love era. old movies. I yeah. love old Christmas movies. Oh my gosh! Same, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah. Totally all in. Okay. okay. What about um, Christmas or holiday food experiences? Is there like a thing you get excited about? I like have apple sweet cider? potatoes today for lunch. Oh, okay. That I have not, I didn't get a chance to heat up. Like holiday sweet potatoes? Spiced um, sweet potatoes? No, but, but they have butter. It has butter. That's <laughs> <laughs> butter. As I don't they like should sweet, always have. sweet potatoes. I don't like to put like marshmallows. That's that's not a lunch. Jamie that's... doesn't like that either. Eh. I do. It's uh... okay. Did you know if you put Bizcoff cookie butter in it, it's really good. Of course. I mean, is there everything you good. can't put? You, I mean, cookie butter on. <laughs> Mike, favorite holiday food item? Holiday food item, absolutely green bean casserole. Oh, and it's not even close. <gasps> yes, yeah. the yeah. best part of Thanksgiving. Oh. You know it's the best what part of makes that so special? What's that? Like the tur- like we've done this before, and I know I've I've talked about this. So forgive me for repeating myself, dear mm-hmm. listeners, if you are tired of this conversation. But it is the one item that you don't have any other time of year. Yep. Turkey, you can have any time of the year. Maybe you don't, but you can. Nobody in their right mind. Like, when have you ever gone to anybody's house in July and had green bean casserole? I do, but I I take all my Thanksgiving stuff and put it in individual meals and save it in the freezer. <laughs> No, but I'm saying yeah, at, but nobody at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. At yeah. Thanksgiving. But then I eat it all year. No, no, no. But, and that's fine. But I'm saying not, the yeah, reason that it typical. makes it special is that you don't go to some. Nobody's like, hey, do you want to come over tonight and make a great bean casserole? Right. Okay. Like, what is it, Thanksgiving? No. So I think that's what makes it special. Anyway, we'll get into that as the season progresses. But when we come back, Dawn wants to talk sports ball. Yep. And only fans. What? We'll find out why when we come back right here on my talk. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk 1071. What do you do if you found out that your partner had a secret OnlyFans account for a year? Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Well, that happened to ex-NBA player Joe Smith. Okay. Uh, his wife, Keisha, she put out this viral video. Well, she put out a video that has become viral. Uh, by the way, he um, he was the number one overall pick. Um, in the NBA uh, what does that for a mean? while. It means that you're a really good player. Okay. And a sports ball guy over there. Do you know Joe Smith? Yeah, he was a really good rookie. He was drafted first overall. His production fell off very quickly, and mm. then he became a journeyman. He played for 12 NBA teams. There were only 30. 
Oh, so we my played gosh. almost half of the NBA teams, oh. including two stints with your Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh my gosh! Wow. Okay. Thank you, Farmers Almanac. There you go. That's Farmers Almanac. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they've been together for thirteen years. Um, they have had their off and on, you know, problems outside of this, but. This video has gone viral because he finds out. I've only taken a portion of it because it's it's long and um, there's cussing. But um, this is he finds out on camera as she's doing this video. So just listen up to this. I have an OnlyFans page, and he's mad because he's just now finding out about it. Of course, I'm mad. Just finding but out about it. I'm not doing it with anybody but myself. So why should I have to tell you my choice, my body? Joe, I've been talking to you about mad things. I've been asking for solutions. You're not giving me none, so I created one. That's no solution. Not in my book. You still out there doing stuff like this on camera? You act like that's the only thing that I do. I have mad jobs, but they're not facilitating everything that needs to be done. So I got something extra. Only fans be breaking me off. It don't matter what they breaking you off. It's the disrespect that comes with it. What you disrespect? Even, you couldn't come and talk to me about it. Okay, well, we're talking about it now. Can I have so, to find out on the fly? All right, then. But now, okay. No, so, wait. I had to find out on the fly. So now you know. Yeah, now I know. Oh. My oh God. God, that's oh dark. God. Oh my God. So then TMZ talked to her. She was crying in it, saying that, you know, how he found out is because she says he was entertaining a friend what? who happens to be female. Okay. And that she told him, hey, did you know your wife has an OnlyFans? He was entertain like he was sleeping with another woman? I mean, she says entertaining a friend, <clears throat> and it is laced with a lot of like, yeah, that friend. You okay. know what I mean? So there, there is some issues. Clearly some issues. She did have a, a previous career where she wasn't always clothed. I'll just say that. And so he doesn't want what her do to do this now. What do you mean by that? <laughs> like she was a stripper? I'm not sure the details of that. Oh. I didn't look into it. Like but that's very vague. Because how many careers are there where one is not clothed? Um, right. So she had a past in this industry, I guess, of some sort. And... Um, she did this for a year. Do you, I just think out of all of this, she's going to make a ton of money. Oh, sure. Which like is why she, she probably this did this in the first place. And then TMZ is interviewing yeah. her for five minutes. So this just screams money to sure. me. But I honestly, some people are saying he must have known about it. I really think that that's an honest reaction. I don't think he's acting. Okay. I think he really did find out. Some people are accusing them of oh. saying like, oh, you're doing this together. He well, knew you're just trying to get attention. I get it attention. because we live in a conspiracy world now. Yes. But, you know, what, I mean, I I guess the thinking would be that they would make more money if they thought he didn't know about it or something. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But it seems like a stretch. If you, like, if I found out that MC had a secret OnlyFans account for a year... I, I, we don't share expenses together, but I would be a little bit hurt. A little? Yeah. Oh, wouldn't I would I would be like, bye. I'm not trying to shame her. And it's not just... because of OnlyFans. It's about the fact that you did something and didn't tell me for a year. Like that just, that says that there's a, a lack of trust, honesty, and, and communication. Yeah. And respect, certainly. I'm kind but of respect, on his side. respect less so. But like, she's totally within her rights to do all those things. I'm not saying there's anything wrong or somehow scandalous or salacious about OnlyFans. I mean, good honor, but 
um, the fact that you're not willing to share a part of yourself with the person you're supposed to be with. But from everything you've said, it sounds like that this was not a surprise at all. Meaning they've had some trouble in they've the past. They've had trouble before. Yeah. She opened up to TMZ about that. That yeah. they've. Uh, she doesn't feel like she has to hire a divorce lawyer. Divorce lawyer anytime soon. But <coughs> excuse me. They've been. They've had struggles with finances, mental health, and infidelity over the years. Yeah. So I also think to like record your significant other without their permission i just don't like that behavior. i don't either i feel bad for joe smith in this just, well i don't should we feel bad mike i don't know i don't know you much know him about him from a personal standpoint i just know he's he's known for the fact that he made over 60 million dollars in his career and he's absolutely broke oh. like that's kind of what he was most what did, what did he about. spend his money on? I, I i don't know not sure about that but apparently they got married these two on um say yes to the dress atlanta oh Oh my gosh, and I do it have gets more, even better. And I do have more details about her past, including the films that she was in, Uh-oh. two movies. Okay. Which um, are titled what? I can't say what they're actually titled, what? but one is a playoff of NYPD Blue. The other one is a uh, playoff, playoff of uh, Do the Right a- Thing. Oh. Rearrange the letters of the first one and um, maybe change the first word in the second one. Oh. Wait, what was the first one? NYPD Blue. They didn't just add like a word, like balls at the end. We'll talk about it in the break. All right. I'm really excited. <laughs> That's the best part. Dawn, you got any dreams you want to interpret? I do, yes. Good. She's interpreting dreams when we return right here on My Talk 1071. My talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental. Why have you not made your appointment yet? I'm not trying to badger you, but I do want you to take care of your dental health. Why? Because it's super important. It's connected to your overall health. And frankly, regular checkups are just a good deal all around. And likely you've been paying for benefits. I want you to use those benefits before the end of the year. And I want you to do it with my favorite dentist ever. I can say that about Dakota Dental because I've been going there for the last few years and I have loved every single experience, interaction, and appointment. And I've had a few, trust me. In fact, most recently, I got a dental implant and a bunch of crowns. And so it was a bunch of work all at once, took a lot of time, but they planned it out for me, laid out you know what to expect in terms of cost, what insurance would cover, how to deal with that, how to budget appropriately. And then I was sitting in the chair getting truly the best dental care in the Twin Cities. They are a premier dental implant specialist. Call dakotadental.com today. Tell them Bradley sent you. <laughs> you just had to explain some things in the break. It was really <laughs> awkward. <laughs> I just didn't know. It's it's a rough I, world out there. I guess. Like this. All right. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 1071. Everything entertainment. Hey. Okay. Let's interpret some dreams. Yes. Why don't you tell me about your dream? I was back in high school, and I was supposed to take a test. I was making it work again. I was driving my car, and I couldn't control it. Then, I fell off a cliff with Leonardo DiCaprio. Do you know what this dream means? Dreamweaver Dawn. Dreamweaver Dawn. Dawn, you want to interpret some dreamage? I do, yes. Good, that's Dawn's secret talent. It's not actually a secret. We do a segment every week where you, the listener... Submit your dreams via email. More on that in a minute. And Dawn 
interprets them and sets you free from the uh, woes yeah. of sleep. Okay. Yeah, people can get really upset by their dreams. I like to help Absolutely. Uh, let's start with Alan. He has a dream for you. Mm-hmm. Dear Dawn, Dawn the Dream Weaver. <laughs> I sat at a bench. This is a little bit long, so just bear with my words. I sat down at a bench to have lunch with two friends. And it felt like we were in school with smaller kids around. As we were eating lunch outside, we noticed a bird with an odd-looking eye flying over us. I exclaimed, a bird with a camera? A kid swiftly caught it in midair, and it unfolded into an actual camera. I remarked, wow, it really is a camera. Who's spying on us? Soon after, we heard from a radio nearby that a dangerous serial killer was on the loose. Someone quipped, who's going to get me, huh? Later, as we reviewed the school's security footage, we witnessed an odd occurrence. The video zoomed in remarkably close to a man's face about a half mile away. From the moment the question was asked, who's going to get me? The man turned and stared directly at the camera zoomed in view. It turned out to be Shia LaBeouf. Mm. In a swift, serious, yet hushed voice, almost as if he could hear the kid's sarcastic remark, he whispered, I will. And then I woke up. Alan, oh, wow. so cinematic. Wow. It is very cinematic. Yes. Okay, Alan. Um, so in this scene, the first scene, you have uh, kids at a school. You're outside eating with them. This represents your new ideas that you have. It's things that you haven't yet created in your life, but you know that you want to. And then we have a bird that turns into a camera. So birds are Habits are animals, but a bird in particular are compulsive ways of thinking, Mm. compulsive patterns that you have whenever you think. Uh, And it's really has to do with things that you've learned and just adopted as your own. Okay. So this could be just your habit of always being on time or maybe just more complexity in it. I don't know what that is. And then it's actually, you're actually discovering that it's interfering with the visualization that you have to create new things because a camera is like what it reflects is like, you know, you have some thoughts about what you want to do and then you have to visualize those things to make them happen. Yeah. So that's the process that we're talking about here in creating new things. Okay. All right. So you're having some conflict. It's like, okay, I've got these patterns, but they're kind of stopping me from creating and you see it almost as an enemy Mm. or something that could change you in some way. Then we get into the radio broadcaster. Radio actually is um, mind to mind communication telepathy oh, so alan telepathic you might have the ability to you don't know that you're doing it but kind of know what other people are thinking that can be overwhelming at times and then we have the best part of the dream which is shia labeouf showing up this is if you're dreaming about a celebrity somebody that you don't know this is an imagined part of yourself and you have to just think about what you think of shia labeouf You are dreaming about that part of yourself, but it isn't true. Like that person doesn't exist, but that person within you or you feel like is there um, is threatening change. So don't worry. You don't have an inner Shia LaBeouf, but you somehow think that you do. And that's going to change being forced upon you or Mm. you're threatened by that. Okay. So we need to clear all that out and just focus on creating the new things that you want. Wow. There you go. That was a lot from it a was. very, very movie. It was very cinematic. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to Jackie, shall mm-hmm. we? Jackie says, Dear Dawn, my cousin passed away this summer. Mm-hmm. In my dream, I'm at the house I grew up in. The doorbell rings. I go running down with, I go running to the door, rather, with my daughters. 
My cousin is at the door. She comes in. She's her younger, healthy self and hugs Mm -hmm. us and says, he's not here or he's not there. He's not there. Does this mean someone I know is not in heaven? Oh, wow. That's kind of deep. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. You know, people take things literally and you can't do that with a dream. So since your cousin in the dream is speaking and not just appearing to you with telepathy, because I would say that would be a visitation dream. Uh, that's how we kind of know the difference is if if the person talks in the dream and they're moving their mouth, it's just an aspect of yourself. So this is actually part of your conscious mind since you're uh, dreaming about the same sex. So uh, it's your conscious mind. You're familiar with this part of yourself and you are actually commenting on he's not there. Could the he be if it's a male he then that would be your subconscious mind. So you, your conscious mind is saying, I am currently not feeling inspired by anything from my true inner self. Mm. And you're worried about it. You kind of feel flat in your life right now. And you're like, why am I not getting the same creative juices going or whatever it was that made you happy? Yeah, You're right now in a period of time where it's like, you're not feeling inspired. So it's not, it has nothing to do with her dear departed cousin, which is probably helpful for her to hear that. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't feel like she's, and you don't need to think about somebody that's passed. That's, you know, was a male. That's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. 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 You're talking about yourself. The dream is always about the dreamer. The dream is about the dreamer. You should have that on a t-shirt. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) You want another dream? I do. We got plenty of dreams today. Okay. Thank you, Jackie. By the way, dear listeners, stay tuned. We'll tell you how you can get a dream to Dawn in mere moments. Now, Hannah has a dream, and she says, Dear Dawn, had a dream. A snake was biting me Mm. and kept trying to come get me and bite me. Bitey snake, Dawn. What does a bitey (laughs) snake mean? Snakes mean something specific, if I remember correctly. Snakes are your creativity. So what are you not paying attention to? That you should be doing creatively. That's what we're talking about here. So it's biting you, your inner self that's like, come on, let's do something fun. Have you taken time out to like do some crafting or painting or singing, whatever it is that makes you feel creative? Yeah, she's probably over here thinking snakes are terrifying. And oh my God, snakes are trying to get me. And it's really just your creativity. That's that's like, help, we need some attention. That's right. And I'm going to keep getting you. Until you listen. <laughs> That's right. I'm going right? to keep biting you. Pay attention. <laughs> uh, okay. Bah, 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 bah. From Hannah, we have Teresa. And Teresa says, Dear Dawn, I have a reoccurring dream that I'm finding extra. Oh, I know this one. This is oh, a good one. Okay. I have a recurring dream that I'm finding extra rooms in our house, sometimes furnished, sometimes not. Sometimes not. They're not unpleasant. I think she might have just accidentally written that twice. They're not unpleasant spaces. Mm -hmm. In my latest dream, I asked my partner about it, and he said we couldn't use it. (laughs) As a child, is this the same dream? Yeah. As a child, I had a recurring dream of a kid that would turn into a cobra. Mm, See the last dream. Yeah. That resolved itself, but I've always wondered what it meant. We would be in a variety of settings and groups each time. Well, let's start with extra rooms in a house because I I know this is a common 
human dream. It right, is. Dawn? Yeah. You're dreaming about a house. If you dream about a house, you're dreaming about the frame of mind that you're in at the time. So, um, or your mind in general, the house represents your mind and each floor is a different level of consciousness. So extra rooms is just, you realize that you have a vast amount of experience and capabilities with your mind that you haven't tapped into. You do know that going from room to room, you're like, oh, what's in here? What's in here? It's like just exploring yourself as someone who isn't just locked into one thing. Mm-hmm. So it's actually a really good dream to find extra rooms. You just don't know, like, you need to unlock that. I mean, you have unlocked it because the door opens, but what is in there? Now, your husband coming in, that's just your subconscious mind. Saying that you don't need to use it, I don't know about that. I mean, I would say just explore other areas of your mind that, you know, that you, I don't know, maybe you want to learn a new language or different pathways you can yeah. create. Yeah. It's always healthy to do that. All right. What about the snake as a kid? I'm oh, assuming yeah. the cobra goes back to the yeah. idea that the snake is creativity. That is right. So did she say that it she would turn into a cobra? It said uh, she had a reoccurring dream of a kid. A kid. That would turn into a cobra. When she was a kid, but it wasn't herself. As a child, okay. yes. Um. So... So sometimes this is not indicative of of what you're dreaming about. But if you're dreaming about a kid, it doesn't matter if you're a kid. It's just like that was a new idea that turned into a big bunch of creativity that you might not have known what to do with or that surprised you as a kid. Maybe you discovered that you were really good at a thing, you know, Um, so that's what you're dreaming about. Oh, okay. If you do morph into certain things like you yourself... A lot of times I ask the person, were you under the influence of anything? Because that can actually make people see things morphing into different things. If you're What is it influence. like if you are a thing mm-hmm. that's uh, not yourself or you feel like you're a thing that's not yourself? That would be so you th- probably someone under the influence of oh, something. Okay. Yeah. If you weren't, mm, I'm not sure. Yeah, actually, right. I'd have to ask my dream friends. Okay. <laughs> dream friends are they real people yes they are your dream friends <laughs> or are these <laughs> are they real be- they are real people they I are- just have this idea of Dawn friends. like going to her closet for to, <laughs> to, to summon her dream friends <laughs> that is not what I meant <laughs> I'll be back I must commune with my dream friends now I'm going to put on the towel of enlightenment and summon my dream friends <laughs> It sounds kind of fun, actually, me. right? But I did study with other friends. I know, who do. I know. Oh I'm my gosh! Oh my god! This is just. But you wanted great... to watch that show, didn't you, Mike? <laughs> I did. I was Dawn and her dream friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. All, right, All right. So, if listeners want to get in on mm-hmm. you and your dream friends, yes, what do they need to do, Dawn? Uh, you can go to our wi- our website. Wi- our wi- website. Wi- MyTalk1071.com and click on The Adventures of Bradley Adon. You can find my email there. Or if you're um, on Marco Polo, you can find my ShareCast under Dreamweaver Dawn. Fabulous. When we come back, the latest on Krim. What's a Krim? It's a publationship. What's a publationship? Find out when we return right here on MyTalk. 
The Adventures of Bradley and Don, my talk, 107.1. Um, sometimes we go to Perez Hilton, or I do anyway, to find some celebrity gossip news. And he had the details on the devastating financial situation for Krim. Well, you got to remind people what a crim is. Kim Zolciak and Croy Beerman. Yeah, so like literally these two Hot Mess Express have just been yanking our chain for months now, it feels like, if not Mm. longer. They're getting divorced, are they? They're not getting divorced. They're calling the cops on each other, but they're having sex. But they're also going to L.A. for vaginal rejuvenation (laughs) surgery together. God, I mean, I just, any given day of the week. They're so, stealing cell phones. They're hiding in their house from each other, from the cops. They're called. I mean, they've called the police like five times, and they do have kids. I would like to say that are minor kids. Yeah. Um. So, uh, they did some digging, and um, on Tuesday yesterday, they found in these documents that you know they are begging the judge to halt the foreclosure proceedings on their mansion. They have it on the market for $6 million. Well, it's supposed to be like foreclosed on this week or something, the right? The 7th. Yeah. Yeah, so just six days away. Uh, so these are the details of that because we only heard like they were begging the judge. But this this is the actual what's in the file here. Okay. Um, Croy says, the consequences of losing this equity would be devastating for my family, including myself my ex-spouse, Kim, and our four minor children. We would be left homeless without financial resources and unable to address the debts accumulated during our marriage. Among these debts are the mortgage company, a home equity line of credit on the property, and an IRS lien. So, Which are all things we knew about. We knew all that. There's probably more on there that they didn't list, but yeah. Yeah. So Kim wrote something. And she says the most devastating consequence will be the impact on our children who would be left homeless. Well, should have thought about that before you went and spent all that money at the casino. Am I right? That's right. We are pleading for your support in potentially expediting the sale of the house under the condition of a temporary order from the court to prevent foreclosure. So my thought is with these two, like this isn't something that just cropped up. This is the second foreclosure. The first one almost happened in February. You didn't work it out since then. You tried to get divorced, tried to get undivorced, tried to get divorced. I mean, it's like you actually had a chance to figure this out and you didn't do it. Yeah. So I'm feeling very harsh. If I were the judge, I'd be like, I'm sorry. This could be the best thing for them. I hate to say that. Yeah. But sometimes consequences are helpful in personal growth and development. And, and I think far too often our society does not require people listen well, to me trying to be on my soapbox. But but in this case, particularly, you're just like everything we've talked about is how irresponsible they were with their finances. There has to be some accountability. Otherwise, here's the, the problem with yeah. not having consequences. They're just going to keep doing it. Yeah. And then I'm true. afraid they're going to end up like. um, oh, What's their names? Troy. The Chrisley's. Or- Oh, the Chrisleys. They're yeah. going to end up uh, behind bars because yes. they're going to think that they are smarter than everyone else. And then all of a sudden they're extorting money or not paying loans or not doing, you know what I mean? It's just like. It's crazy. If, and trust. I say this from personal experience in so far as I've had not the extortion slash not paying <laughs> not bills. criminal activity. Not criminal activity, but like mismanaging finances and having to have, you know, accountability for it. 
Like I didn't learn how to be responsible until I was very irresponsible. Mm, It was by nature of my irresponsibility that I had the opportunity to learn how to be responsible. And so I feel like they could do themselves a favor here, own their part in this Mm -hmm. and then start building back. It's true from, you know, something that their kids can learn from and then they can feel good about and then they're not going to be in this mess again. I don't knowing that they have friends and family. I think that going the route of saying that their four minor children will be homeless. That is a little extreme and dramatic. I don't think they will be homeless. Yeah. No one is going to let them. If I were the judge, I'd be like, I am going to sentence you guys to some community service and you're going to work with actual unhoused people. Thank you. So that you can understand how lucky you actually are and how, you're just going to stay at your friend's mansion. Or your mom. I mean, or your mom's people... mansion. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-oh. We just had a little poltergeist activity in the studio here. <laughs> Otherwise known as my leg. Yeah. So I, I think that, um, you know, I'm not them, but I think that also if we want to bring in our fake P, um, PR firm, BDE yeah. so PR. That's fake. We just don't get paid for yeah. it. I would say this is what you need to do. Okay, you need to file for bankruptcy because you do have debts at casinos and um, uh, Saks Fifth Avenue card that would would be. I don't know if the casino debt would go away, but anyway, you need to get rid of some of this debt somehow, and you need to file for. Bankruptcy. But it'll allow you to restructure, even if you can't get rid of your debts. They'll allow you to restructure those debts or to like set up payment plans with those debts. So, like again, you can be responsible, and it's not like these two don't have like skills and abilities to remain gainfully employed and pay off their debts like get busy yeah i mean I, she just is fresh off of doing the surreal life the surreal life mm-hmm. so she can work yeah Go i would work. also say a big thing that they should do is they should um she should go to or whomever he gambles as well they should go to rehab for gambling addiction just because in the public's eye, I don't know if people care who are a fan of them, but I just think that to the judge in particular, that would be a good thing to do. Like, you need to admit that you have a gam- Who gambles $128,000 yeah. and just it keeps accumulating and you don't... I don't know if that was one weekend or what happened, but you can't get yourself out of debt in this way and you need to admit that you have an addiction. Yeah. Honestly. It would certainly be helpful because that's one, you know, if that's actually the root of their problems, then, you know, better to deal with the root of that problem. And then you can deal with all the other stuff. Right. Exactly. So it's just you don't want like I just think that if they let them out of this in any way, they're never like they need to hit a rock bottom. Yeah. They'll never they, learn. Yeah. they won't And their learn. kids are going to learn a horrible lesson, which mm-hmm. is or not even a horrible lesson. They're just not going to learn you know, skills on how to be successful and uh, responsible. Mm-hmm. Right. So, boy. We have all the answers, Dawn. It's so nice being that well, smart. I think that they, <laughs> <laughs> I think that they've lost their way a little bit with being blinded by celebrity and blinded not being down to earth. Some celebrities are like, they manage their money well and they. What was see- your first clue? Was it the Florida ceiling oil painting of. 
Croy Bierman in their home. Remember that? Oh my and there was something else, too. Like in the toilet, in the bathroom, didn't he have like his helmet? He had his helmet on the top of the toilet. And she had like a wall of wigs. His yeah. own autographed jersey was on the wall. Yeah. Is that something you do? I don't know. I've never had an a lot of times. A lot of times they'll have, they'll like change jerseys during the game, and then they'll like maybe have somebody sign it for them, and then they'll put somebody else's jersey on the wall. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, he I, likes himself. You can I, tell by the pictures. I do appreciate <laughs> you know sort of recognizing your successes in life, and mm-hmm. yeah. you know have a little space, hang a little something up for yourself. But but you know, in perspective, yeah, humility is probably a a better character a trait, better choice. Yeah. I know that he has gone through some type of like. Anger management therapy or wellness something because he does videos where he talks about how he did things differently and not so great the old way, but he's learning about himself. Remember all these, but I think it was just a, yeah, but then more calls after that. I don't know if that was real. I think it might just be for a show. I don't know. Like, look at I'm trying to get better. Well, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. All right. Hey, when we come back, Dawn, in addition to dreams, you're really good at hunting for ghosts oh <laughs> and i've got an assignment for you oh okay Are you ready i need sure. you to get your equipment because we're going ghost hunting mm. with a celebrity when we return right here on my talk 1071.